Hello, people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Welcome to the December 7th, 2023 Midday Movie Madness Weekly Weekend Warrior. Today is Pearl Harbor Remembrance Day, and Hanukkah 2023 starts this evening. Happy Hanukkah to all who celebrate the joyful Jewish holiday. Today is also Clearwater Marine Aquarium's Joe Mallow, Jeffrey Wright, basketball player Larry Bird, actress Ellen Bernstein, Burston, who turns 91, the late pop singer Aaron Carter, the late jazz singer Louis Prima, actor Nicholas Holt's birthdays today. Today also happens to be the debut date for the Frosty the Snowman holiday TV show, the Abbott's Elementary TV show, 1990's Edward Scissorhands, 2011's Ocean's Eleven, and 2015's Into the Heart of the Sea. I would like to wish Hilary and John Ostrander of California a belated congrats on the December 1st arrival of their son, Charlie Oliver Ostrander. His arrival made their daughter, Annie, an excited big sister. Speaking of babies, Orange is the new black star, Uzo Abdua is now a mom. She recently welcomed her daughter, Adaiba Nanyam, into the world. Plus, Ashanti is expecting her first child with her partner, Nellie. Belated congrats to Midcape Sports Special Olympics head coach Gail Capello of Osterville for receiving the Community Impact Award from Special Olympics of Massachusetts at its annual meeting Monday night. Moving on, tomorrow, David Yates, rapper Nicki Minaj, actress Anna Sophia Rubb, the late rock singer Jim Morrison, TV actress Terry Hatcher, actress Kim Basinger, and the late Sinatra O'Connor blow out birthday candles. December 8th is the debut for 1978's The Deer Hunter, the 1975 Mama and the Papa song California Dreaming, the 1978 version of A Star is Born, 2006's Blood Dragon, I mean Diamond, 2000's Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and 1982's Selfie's Choice. Happy early birthday to my cousin Sammy Engelman and his wife Megan's oldest daughter Ariel of Avon, Indiana, who turns 10 years old on December 9th. Happy birthday, Ari. I can't believe you're about to be turning 10. Your gift should be there shortly. She shares her birthday with Hired Services co-founder, Sasha McNamara, whose husband and Hired Services' other co-founders just a few days later, dog Finn Bell, Dame Judy Dench, TV actor Donnie Osmond, and the late Kirk Douglas. Brokeback Mountain, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Young Adults, The Chronicles of Narnia, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, Memoirs of a Geisha, Scarface, and many others debuted that day. The late Winter the Dolphin was first rescued 18 years ago, December 10th. Though she may be gone in body, her inspirational message of never giving up, even when the odds are stacked against you, still stands true today. Today, that day is also, that it's also 
Chef Bobby Flay, the late Michael Clark Duncan, and Kenneth Branagh's birthdays. 1999's The Cider House Rules and The Green Mile, 2003's Big Fish, and 2021's The West Side Story remake all debuted that day as well. Hope the Dolphin was rescued by the Clearwater Marine Aquarium 13 years ago, December 11th, which marks one year since my cousin Ari and his wife Tammy, who just became parents, were married. Carolyn Donovan's birthday is December 12th. I would like to acknowledge an Engelman family member that left the world too soon De- on December 13th, 2019. Joseph Joey Engelman was a bright young man with a promising future, a doting family, and two adorable nieces that he absolutely loved. Unfortunately, no matter how hard he tried to fight them, his inner demons got the better of him. The Engelman family misses you dearly, Joey, and thinks of you quite often. We hope that you have found peace and tranquility up there. December 13th also happens to be my cousin, Elizabeth Leader Smith, Dick Van Dyke, pop star Taylor Swift, the late Christopher Plummer, and Catherine Schwarzenegger's birthdays as well. The Bayhive have spoken. Beyonce's Renaissance movie took the domestic top spot last weekend. The film grossed $22 million at the box office, stomping past Godzilla Minus One and the Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. At, it defied the odds and gave a strong debut for its historically a notoriously slow post-Thanksgiving early December box office. But it was in this traditional lull, AMC theaters found a good opportunity for Renaissance to shine. Not adjusted for inflation, it's the first time a film has opened to over $20 million on this weekend since 2003's The Last Samurai. To celebrate the film's release, Beyoncé released a new song called My House to streaming platforms Friday. It's the latest big weekend for a 2023 concert film after Taylor Swift's Airs Tour movie. The Renaissance didn't even come close to matching the Air Tour movie's $92.8 million bow in October. It's still a very promising start for a concert film. Lionsgate, The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes fell to second place with its third weekend with about 14.5 million Hunger Games bets. So far, the Hunger Games prequel has made over 121 well million, $121 million here in the States. The King of the Monsters himself, Godzilla, did quite well with third place for Godzilla minus one. It made $11 million from 2,308 locations stateside the biggest opening for a foreign film in the United States this year. The well-received Japanese blockbuster distributed by Toho International has already earned $23 million in Japan. Some sad news, folks. CNN.com reported yesterday famed television producer Norman Lear whose widely successful TV sitcoms, including All the Family and the Jeffersons, 
fused comedy with trenchant social commentary and dominated na- network ratings in the 1970s, died Tuesday at his home in Los Angeles. His family announced on his website. He was on 101. Norman lived a life of curiosity, tenacity, and empathy. He deeply loved our country and spent a lifetime helping to preserve its founding ideals of justice and equality for all, his family said. He began his career in the earliest days of live television and discovered a passion for writing about the real lives of Americans. Not a glassy ideal. At first, his ideas were met with closed doors and misunderstanding. However, he stuck to his conviction that the foolishness of the human condition made great television, and eventually he was heard. Beginning with All the Family in 1971, Lear's shows tackled fraud uh, topics of racism, feminism, and social inequalities that no one had yet dared touch. The show, which won the Emmy for Outstanding New Series, focused on the white working-class Bunker family and its small-minded, erasable, prejudiced, and oddly likable patriarch Archie Bunker. Director Rob Reiner, who played Bunker's politically polar opposite son-in-law Michael Meathead Stivik on the sitcom, paid tribute to Lear on social media on Wednesday. I love Norman Lear with all my heart. He was my second father, sending my love to Lynn and the whole Lear family, Reiner shared in a statement. All the family spurred a series of similarly popular and political spinoffs, including Stanford and Son, Maud, and Good Times. He was executive producer of the cult movie classics The Princess Bride and Fried Green Tomatoes, and was nominated for an Academy Award for Best Screenplay for Divorce American Style. Deadline.com reported today, tributes have been pouring in following the death of Norman Lear Tuesday at the age of 101. CBS, home to the majority of Lear's classic sitcoms, will celebrate the television legend's extraordinary career with Norman Lear, a Life on Television special set to air Friday, December 8th at 8 p.m. on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Presented by Entertainment Tonight, the one-hour special, hosted by Nichelle Turner, features interviews with stars of the long-running comedies Lear created, including Jimmy Walker from Good Times and Mackenzie Phillips from One Day at a Time. In addition to never-before-seen interviews from the E.T. Vault, the special also includes Lear's interview with T.E.T. host Kevin Frazier when he celebrated his 100th birthday. Alas, Ellen Holly, the first black actress to become a recurring soap star on ABC's One Life to Live as Carla Gray, passed away yesterday. The history-making soap star, who was in 500 episodes of the, famed, of the TV soap, was 92 years old. Variety.com stated today, Benjamin Zephania, a British poet, writer, and actor who played the role of Jeremiah Jesus, in Peaky Blinders, has died. He was 65. According to a statement posted to Zephaniah's official Instagram account, he died on Thursday after being diagnosed with a brain tumor eight weeks ago. After growing up in Birmingham, England, Zephaniah eventually moved to London and published his first book of poetry, Pen Rhythm, in 1980 
at age 22. He would go on to publish 13 more poetry books, often tackling political subjects such as the British legal system in 1985's The Dread Affair and his takeaway from a visit to Palestine in 1990's Roster Time in Palestine. Zephaniah also penned several novels and plays and wrote an autobiography in 2018, The Lives and Rives of Benjamin Zephaniah. In addition to his work in the written world, Zephaniah made several television appearances, the most well-known being his role as the preacher Jeremiah Juices on Peaky Blinders. He appeared in 14 episodes of the series over six series. So sad. Rest in peace. In better news, Merry Early Christmas, you have filthy animals. 43-year-old Kelly Macaulay Culkin received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame December 1st. His home alone on-screen mom, Catherine O'Hara, gave a beautiful speech that brought him to tears. He also had a speech of his own in which he ended with Kevin's like, Kevin McAllister's famous line, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Among those in attendance was his longtime fiance, Brenda Strong, and their two young sons in their very first ever public appearance. Speaking of Hollywood Walk of Fame honorees, Monday, Hootie and the Blowfish lead guitarist and singer Darius Rucker got his Walk of Fame star. His star is located right by that of his late mentor, Charlie Pride. High school musical alumni Vanessa Hutchins and Zach Afrons are both experiencing the start of something new. Sorry, I couldn't resist. Efron, who broke out as Jock Troy Bolton in the Disney Channel film trilogy, is getting his own star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame Monday, December 11th. Meanwhile, Hutchins, who played his on-screen love interest, Brainiac Gabriella, in the series, is now married. She married professional basketball player Cole Tucker in Mexico on December 2nd. Congrats are in order to nearly 79-year-old Brenda Lee. Her iconic 1958 holiday song, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, recorded when she was just 13 years old, became number one on the Billboard Hot 100 singles chart for the first time ever, 65 after, years after the song was first released. It should be a surprise to anyone, but Taylor Swift has yet another achievement in 2023. She was just named Times 2003 Person of the Year. Talk about a perfect early birthday gift for the singer. Two new images for Studio Canal's upcoming Amy Winehouse biopic, Back to Black, dropped December 5th. Deadline.com stated that day, the movie charting the life of the rehab singer from Sam Taylor Johnson, which stars Marissa Obella as the iconic artist, will launch in the cinemas in the UK and Poland on April 12, 2024, Germany, the Netherlands, and Australia on April 18th, and France and New Zealand the following week. Focus Features will announce U.S. release dates soon. John Chu M. Chu's Wicked Movies will have at least two new songs not featured in the original play. 
Wicked Part 1 flies to theaters in less than a year now, on November 27, 2024, with Wicked Part 2 tornadoing its way to theaters just a year later on November 26, 2025. Big news, Disney fans. Remember how in the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic, the studio chucked three Pixar films in a row, 2020's Soul, 2021's Luca, and Turning Red from 2022 from a theater from a big screen release to Disney Plus and shoved them to Disney Plus. Well, those three films are finally headed to big screen theaters for the very first time in 2024. Oscar winner Soul will jazz its way to theaters on January 12th, while Turning Red will unleash the panda within. February 9th, and Luca will make a splash on the big screen March 22nd. As is Pixar tradition, each film will have a short film that comes before the movie. This is a lead-up to Pixar's next film, Inside Out 2, out out June 14th. Attention only murders in the building, fans. The first season of the acclaimed Hulu comedy is coming to ABC in January. TV viewers will be able will become temporary residents of the Arca- Arconia in January on Tuesday nights starting January 2nd with an hour-long season finale set for January 23rd. Guess what, horror fans? Eli Roth isn't done with, done with John Carver. That's his horror film villain uh, the who is the star of the Thanksgiving horror movie that came out in November. He's gifting audiences with a second Thanksgiving horror film. Though how in the world Carver is returning, giving the film's ending, remains to be seen. And it, The Exorcist Believer will possess DVD players on December 19th. Yippee! The first trailer and poster for George Miller's Mad Max Fury Road prequel with Chris Hemsworth and Honor Taylor-Joy was unveiled December 4th. The Mad Max series director returns to the barren wasteland May 24th, 2024 with Furiosa, a Mad Max saga. The fifth Mad Max film stars Taylor Joy as the younger version of Imperator Furiosa, played by Charlize Theron in 2015's Mad Max Fury Road. Speaking of new trailers, the new poster and trailer dropped for the Bob Marley biopic Bob Marley One Love recently. The film sinks its way to theaters February 20, February 14, 2024. Hooray! The film version of Spirited Away live on stage is flying like Haku's dragon form to streaming just in time for the holidays. The play, the stage version of Hayao Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli's 2002 phenomenal Oscar-winning anime film Spirited Away, will start streaming on the Max streaming service December 24th. It made its debut at Tokyo's Imperial Theater in 2022. Speaking of Miyazaki, the English dub of his latest film, The Boy and the Heron, with Willem Dafoe, 
Christian Bale, Dave Bautista, Florence Pug, Gemma Chan, and Robert Pattinson and Mark Hamill flies to the United States shores Friday. Very loosely based on Genza Burrow Yoshino's 1937 novel, How Do You Live? I mean, How Do You Know? Which shows up in the film. It's It has a totally different trot plot, totally unconnected to the original book. This was being hailed as the supposedly final film of Miyazaki before he announced that, surprise, he's making another movie this fall. Set in 1944 during the Pacific War in Japan, Mahito is a young 12-year-old boy struggling with, to settle into a new town after his mother's death. When a mysterious talking heron tells him his mother is still alive, he enters an abandoned tower to search for her. The tower takes him to another world, one shared by the living and the dead. There, death comes to an end, and life finds a new beginning. According to IMDb.com, this is the first animated movie in history to open up the Toronto Film Interna- the Toronto International Film Festival. It's also the first Ghibli Studio Ghibli movie to have the IMAX treatment. Three members of the English voice cast previously lent their voices to other English doves of Studio Ghibli films. Christian Bale played Howl in Howl's Moon Castle while Mark Hamill played both Nausicaa of the Valley of the Winds, Mayor of Pegite, and Colonel Muska from Castle in the Sky, and Willem Dafoe played Cobb in Tales of Ursi. Also in theaters this Friday is another book-to-film adaptation with Willem Dafoe, the fantasy black comedy Poor Things, based on Alstar Gray's 1992 book of the same name, it also stars Emma Stone, Rami Youssef, Christopher Abbott, and Mark Ruffalo. Young, a young Victorian woman is res- crudely resurrected by scientist Dr. Baxter after her death. She wants to see more of the world, but he's really protective. So she runs away with slick-talking lawyer Duncan on a quest of sexual awakening and self-discovery. What will she find? Rowing its way to theaters December 25th is producer-director George Clooney's latest film, The Boys in the Boat. Based on the 2013 Daniel James best-selling book, the same name, it stars Callum Turner and Joel Egerton. It tells the remarkable true story of the 1930s University of Washington's men's rowing team, from the Depression era start to being underdog winners at the 1936 Berlin Olympics. With Christmas just 18 days away, let's look back at one of the at the most famous and well-known Christmas film of all time. Frank Capra's 1947 Christmas fantasy drama, It's a Wonderful Life, 
with James Stewart, Donna Reed in her first starring role, Lionel Barrymore, and Henry Travers. It turned a heavenly 76 Angel Wings old January 7th. Being regarded as such, the movie, based on Philip Van Dornster's self-published 1943 story and booklet, The Greatest Gift, doesn't even need a recap. Shockingly, the film wasn't successful when it first opened, and it caused many critics to claim Capra had lost his touch for directing and producing. But today it's regarded as one of the best Christmas movies of all and one of the greatest films ever created. According to its Wikipedia page, it was nominated for five Academy Awards, including Best Picture, and has been recognized by the American Film Institute as one of the 100 best American films ever made. It was number 11 on the American Film Institute 1998 Greatest Movie List, 20 on its 2007 Greatest Movie List, and number one on its list of the most inspirational American films of all time. Capra revealed it was his favorite among his own films he directed and that he screened it for his family every Christmas season. It was one of Stewart's favorite films. According to IMDb.com, Steven Spielberg cites this film as one of being one of his most favorite movies. And despite being set at Christmas time, the film was shot during a massive summer heat wave. It was so brutally hot that director Frank Capra actually gave everyone a day off to recover from the brutal temperature. Calling all Barbies and Kents, get ready to stream Warner Brothers' most successful film ever, the unforeseen box office summer savior that is Barbie, from your own Barbie dream house or Mojo Dojo Casa. Deadline.com announced December 4th, after a truly remarkable run in theaters, Greta Gerwig's pop culture phenomenon Barbie is making its way to streaming, having set a premiere date on Max of December 15th. Set to accompany the film on the streamer is a version interpreted in American Sign Language, which features ASL performer Leia Hanaomi Deaf Austin's theaters, The Larmy Project, and will be displayed as a new, unique title in-app. Clucking its way to, the, to Netflix December 15th is the stop-motion animated comedy Chicken Run, Dawn of the Nugget, starring Thandaway Newton, Zachary Levi, Bella Ramsey, David Bradley, Imelda Staunton, Daniel Mays, and Miranda Richardson. The awaited sequel to 2000's Chicken Run is finally here. After successfully escaping from Tweety's farm in a daring and risky mission, Ginger found her ideal paradise, an idyllic island bird sanctuary where the entire flock can live in peace without any human dangers. With the arrival of her and Rocky's new daughter, Molly, it appears Ginger's fairy tale Ending has finally come. But back on the mainland, the whole chicken con population faces a terrible new threat led by a familiar foe, Mrs. Tweedy. For Ginger and her team, 
This time, they're breaking in, even if that means putting their own hard-won freedom at risk. Oh, this is Ardman's first film of the 2020s. Great news, Squid Game fans. Netflix's Squid Game, The Challenge, that's the reality show, the reality game show based on the hit super violent South Korean import Squid Game, will be back for more games. It's being renewed for a second season. Da 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 Now on DVD is the action-adventure film Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. This June 30th film starring Harrison Ford, Mads Mikkelsen, Boyd Holbrook, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Antonio Banderas, John Rice davidson and Karen Allen unfortunately was an enormous box office bomb, even though it made $384 million worldwide. The reason? It had an expensive overall bloated budget, and there was an enormous lack of audience interest, hence why it is the final Indiana Jones film. After 42 years, it's time for Harrison Ford's famous fedora-wearing archaeologist Indiana Jones to hang up his fedora for good. But he's got one last adventure to go on. In 1944, during World War II, Indian and his colleague Basil Shaw were recovering artifacts taken by the Nazis when they stopped Nazi scientist Jürgen Voller from obtaining the Archimedes style, a device capable of time travel. 25 years later, Jones is uneasy. The U.S. government has recruited former Nazis to help in the space race, including Voller. Finding himself in a new era and approached forced retirement, Indy wrestles with fitting into a world that seems to have outgrown him. But an all too but as an all too familiar evil returns with in the form of Voller, Indy along with Basil's daughter and his goddaughter, Helen O'Shaw, must down his hat and pick up his wins once again to make sure the a the powerful artifact does is kept out of reach of Voller's hand. According to IMDB.com, Harrison Ford stated in 2008, in 2008, after the fourth Indiana Jones film came out, he was open to a fifth indie film, but hoped it wouldn't take another 20 years. He got his wish. This film only took 15 years to get made, and that's with all of the delays it had to go through. Barking its way to DVD stores on December 12th, is the computer animated superhero comedy film Paw Patrol the Mighty Film, the Mighty Movie. The film, which ate up 148 million bones worldwide and will have a sequel out in 2026, stars the talents of McKenna Grace, Chris Rock, Taraji P. Henson, Marcy Martin, Fangling Epp, Kristen Bell, James Marston, Kristen Covery. Kim Kardashian, Northwest, St. West, and many others. The Paw Patrol is back on the big screen for their sequel. All of her life, Sky has felt like she's been underappreciated by the rest of the Paw Patrol. 
Eager to prove she can be a big asset, despite being the smallest, she gets her chance when a magical meteor crash lands in Adventure City. Its crystals give her and the other members superpowers. With their new powers, they become the Mighty Pups. But they'll have to use their new powers to stop Mayor Humdinger, who's escaped from jail and teamed up with meteor expert Victoria Vance to steal their crystals and powers. Can Sky step in and make a difference? And finally, now coming to DVD also on December 12th, is the biographical parody film, Weird, the Al Yankovic Story. This movie, which came to the Roku channel November 4th last year, starts the voice, starts the talents of Daniel Radcliffe, Evan Rachel Wood, Rain Wilson, Eric Apple, Julian Nicholson, James Preston Rogers, and Toby Huss. True to Weird Al Yankovic himself, this film, loosely inspired by his career, totally skewers rock biopics. It tells the so-called true story of Alfred Matthew Yankovic, a.k.a. Weird Al Yankovic. It goes from his discovery by Dr. Demento to his beginning interest in the accordion to his torn love affairs and meteoric rise to fame with early hits like Like a Surgeon and Eat It. According to IMDb.com, Weird Al Yankovic actually co-wrote the script himself. That's all for this week's news, folks. Join me next week for the last 2023 on-air show as the world meets a young Willy Wonka, Aquaman 2 and the Percy Jackson in the Olympian series, Make a Splash, and much more. So until we meet again... As always, stay safe and watch lots of movies and DVDs. Bye now.